Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to talk about and learn about trifles, which are a delicious dessert that is a very old and rich history. The reason we're going to talk about them is because, as you know, I like to make things that are very good and very simple. And this is one of those. And it's also uh, very seasonal. Even though you can make a trifle just about any time of the year, uh, particularly they're lovely at Christmas time because they're a, a lighter dessert. But they're really, really good when the fresh berries are on. So, a little bit about trifles. If you don't know what a trifle is, it's a dessert made with either a sponge cake, pound cake, angel food cake as a part of it, pudding or custard as a part of it, and fresh fruit as a part of it, and um, whipped cream also. So, it's a layered dessert that you mix up with all these items. Uh, it comes to us from England, which many great things that we enjoy in this country come to us from England. This is the greatest. This is a dish <laughs> that is uh, dates back to the 1500s, for real. You know, when you're watching Game of Thrones and they all all that crazy food all over the table, you know, like giant pig legs and stuff There's like that. There's a little that. trifle in the background. There's a trifle dessert in there somewhere. <laughs> and uh, that's true, though. It was a dessert even back then. It was a, um, basically back then, it was a clotted cream sweetened sort of a thing mixed in with some cake. And it was enjoyed as a, as a dessert. And it progressed through history, very popular in the 1800s, as at that time... Um, the English are very frugal people as a, as a nation. They're the frugal nation. So uh, what the trifle, the purpose of the trifle was sort of to use up your stale cake, biscuits, and whatnot. Even though um, I'm sure Mary Berry would be completely opposed to the idea of using stale anything in a dessert. Have and she would, <laughs> she would want to have a delicious sponge in there that's just right. Well, there's so much moisture in there though like it's just like making french toast you don't use super moist bread to right. make french toast exactly and that's the idea of the sponge you want to use something that's a little drier because i mean not the sponge that's the idea of the trifle i said sponge and it was like a freudian slip but <laughs> but what you want is your drier cake to absorb some moisture that you're going to give to it um, to add some flavor to the trifle. A lot of people uh, use the traditional um, sort of lady fingers that are popular in Italian desserts. That um, they're almost sort of like a uh, uh, a little dry. Um, are those the filled ones? Cake. They they do fill them, but generally these are not. They're called a lady finger. They're a little flat oval. They look like a slice off of a Twinkie, to use a common term I suppose and they sort of um, texture wise remind you a little bit of a madeleine which is a dry a very dry French cookie sort of a meringue cookie so they tend to be a little drier they work really nice for something like this as well um, one of the uh, notable things about a trifle is you take that cake and traditionally it was soaked in a sweet liquor or perhaps a port a sweet wine and you took the cake and soaked it in that and you assembled the layers and you had this uh, this cake that had sucked up some really um, yummy sweet liquor flavorful liquor and then you add your cream and if you choose to add fruit back in the old days I don't know that they added fruit because they may not have had it available but um, that's uh, the, the the more modern versions the more modern versions of it would be um, 
a cake that has a sort of a liqueur-soaked treatment to it, and then it would have the custard, usually homemade custard, which is, if you're not familiar with that term, it's sort of a vanilla pudding to, uh, to simplify it. It's made with eggs, and it's the texture of pudding, and then you would use that and whipped cream, fresh whipping cream, and put on it. Ours is not exactly that complicated. Ours is a little simplified version, because I like trifle. I've seen a lot of strange ones that are mainly like chunks of candy bar and brownies thrown into chocolate pudding. That's, that's not a trifle. That's not a trifle. That's like a McFlurry or something. That's like uh, <laughs> two cavities and a teeth cleaning. Yeah. Um, so ours is going to be more in line for the um, traditional type of trifle. It's really interesting to read about them. There's a lot of information online because it's, like I said, it's sort of like, I guess you would think it's the national dessert of England, kind of. It's so old, and it's one of the, well, I would say this, it's the only thing other than meat that survives from the medieval table, because it existed in medieval times, and it exists today, so. I would like to point out the name is kind of ironic, then. Well, um, trifle comes from, there's a lot of different names for desserts, in the English countryside, so they had these just little, like, slang names. Hedgehog, pudding, tansies, <laughs> syllabubs, flumeries, junkets, trifles, anything like that would it would be sort of a, sort of the same kind of a dessert. Well, I can see why trifle survived over all those other names. Yes, in its original state, um, it was also known as a fool. And I guess the term would be to fool you because it was leftover dry cake mixed, you know. So that sort of thing. We're going to fool you into eating. Yes, fool's cake. It's like fool's gold. We're going to trick you into eating this stale old cake that you haven't been wanting to eat in the last week by soaking it in some sherry and putting it into some custard. I think so most <laughs> things could be improved by that. Yes. <laughs> From in the eight, in the fifteen uh, hundreds. There was a housewife. This is beautiful. There's a house, there's a, a book called The Good Housewife's Jewel, which is a book of English cookery by Thomas Dawson, eighteen or fifteen eighty five, and it's uh, it was in that book. It basically was a uh, recipe for thickened clean cream. Oh boy, I'm having a heck of a time talking. It was a recipe for thickened cream flavored with sugar, ginger, and rose water, and that and it was sort of like this pudding thing that you would mix cake into. They also used what's called jelly, which is not jelly. Is it jam or gelatin <laughs> no. that they mean? They made a gelatin uh, out of the bones of calf's feet or heart's horn or things like that. They cooked down animal bones. Like, and like a blood pudding kind of thing? No. Or blood sausage? No, 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 no. They cooked it. Uh, the When you cook beef bones in a bit of water, the bone marrow comes out, the gelatin comes out, and it actually will thicken. So they use that, they would strain that, and it would be thickened sort of like our jello, and that's where the term jelly comes from, because it gels. Well, isn't that why um, people who are Muslim, and I don't know if Jewish people can either, they're not allowed to eat things that have gelatin in them, because it comes from the marrow of... right. Like stuff they're not allowed to eat. Yes. Whatever they use now. It's not kosher. And yeah. it's also not halil, and it's also not good. Uh, vegetarians also 
don't eat it. So, because of the variety I of I wonder how bones, many vegetarians have accidentally eaten stuff with gelatin in it, because they don't know. Possibly. They, that could be a thing. That could be a real thing. But it's, it's. Um, I, I believe what it is, is if, if you knew, if you made it yourself and you knew what it was made from, it would be one thing. Yeah. Okay, but if you didn't, it would if be another. If you buy it and it just says gelatin, it right. could come from any animal, as opposed to if you know it's from beef bones, because beef is okay. Right. So, um, that that was a part of it also in this cookbook that uh, some use the um, jelly in it also. They make a sort of a, a broth and put the cake into it so it all soaks in and it kind of sets up and makes an interesting texture there. Also, we're not doing that. Oh, yeah. But that's too complicated. That's one of those 1585 Jell-O desserts that uh, are still in existence. Jell-O. It's Jello. Hey, you should use that the next in your, big thing in your Jello salad argument. I will in my Jello salad defense. We should do a commercial for your Jello salad defense. I, so anyway, off to educational. Our, off to our trifle. Um, I started making trifle when I learned about it. I thought this is a really interesting dessert. My father's diabetic. My father loves desserts. He was pretty ticked off about being diabetic and not being able to have a lot of desserts. So about twenty-five years ago. I um, found the recipe. I, I found a recipe for trifle, and of course, uh, being in Western Pennsylvania in a small town, most of the ingredients were not available. And I thought this sounds like it could really be good, but how would I make it? So I went to a local bakery and asked about sugar-free cake if they made a sugar-free cake and. The baker there made a sugar-free angel food cake. And I thought, well, that would probably work because that would be kind of dry and it would soak up a liquid. So I got that. I um, got some sugar-free jello pudding and uh, started off to figure out how to do this. So uh, what I did at that time was I used the angel food cake for the cake part. I used the sugar-free pudding mix for my pudding part, and then of course the fruit isn't a problem, and then I made uh, whipped cream, unsweetened whipping cream, um, so I basically had a very nice, attractive, and tasty sugar-free dessert, and my dad loved it. Uh, my dad loved it so much, he told his friend about it, whose wife was diabetic, and that's how I started taking desserts to Chuck Tanner's house about once a week <laughs> for his wife, and then he ate all of her trifle one time and she got really mad and then I had to start making one for Chuck and one for Babs. So <laughs> I started taking two desserts a week to Chuck and Babs because they enjoyed them. So that's my little that's my little baseball spin on my story there. So um, the sugar-free trifle was a huge success. So I've played with it a few times here and there as I've made it, and it's basically because of necessity, because uh, sometimes I can't get the sugar-free angel food cake, sometimes I can't get a regular angel food cake, whatnot. So I have a pretty good base recipe here, and again, as usually my recipes are, you can choose to use it however you want. You can select the type of cake you want. Um, make your own pound cake, whatever you'd like to do. But this is a very good basic recipe. It's kind of quick. However, it's very impressive, especially with uh, berries on in the summertime. It's a really nice dessert to take somewhere. It travels well, and um, people enjoy it. Kids, oh, good grief, my son would eat a whole one if he wasn't watched carefully and it was in the refrigerator. <laughs> he probably has. Well, he's eaten a half but of one. This so. is one of those desserts... 
that for you it's easy to make but when you take it somewhere they're like oh my gosh did you buy this this looks so beautiful this must have taken hours and then i say yes it did as i wipe the sweat from my brow <laughs> so uh so that <laughs> um one thing you now uh trifle is traditionally served in a trifle bowl which is a straight-sided glass bowl on a pedestal um, I've seen straight-sided glass bowls that don't have a pedestal that sit flat. Those would travel much better but, than one with a pedestal. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you'll need about a three-quart bowl. Um, a little bigger is fine. Smaller is not so good. But you'd need uh, about a three-quart bowl. Glass is nice. If you have a truffle, trifle bowl, that's very nice also. If you happen to see one, they show up every once in a while at, like, sometimes at... Um, department stores when you're shopping you know you can check out their kitchen department i've seen them very inexpensive and they're really a nice bowl to have for other things too so uh for your trifle what you're going to need this is what you'll need you'll need uh one either a pound cake an angel food cake or a sugar-free angel food cake one whole cake um now the pound cake they sell it in slices anymore at a lot of the stores like Publix and uh giant eagle you can get a pre-sliced pound cake in a container. All these, I've seen them. So if you do that, you're going to want to get two containers of it. That's very handy, though, because all your slices are uniform, and it makes it look, you know, kind of impressive. And actually, the pictures that I'm going to post on my Facebook page, Mary Mac Bakehouse Facebook page, um, are of a trifle that was made with a pre-sliced pound cake that I got from Aldi. So that's... Um, that's one of the things that I've tried. So there you go. It, or you can use ladyfingers if you're very adventurous. Ladyfingers are very nice presentation-wise. However, they're not really easy to find unless it is Christmas time. That's usually the time that you see them out. Um, you're going to need two boxes of instant vanilla pudding. The I believe it's 3 ounce or 3.4 ounce size of pudding. Whatever size you get, it's the one that takes two. It'll say on the instructions you, you need two cups of milk to make it. So you're going to need two boxes of the pudding. You're going to need orange juice because we're going to use that a couple times. You're going to need jam of your liking. Strawberry works really, really well, and that's mostly what I use. But I've also used raspberry in in this in it in you know any of those like a raspberry strawberry probably works the best. Um, if you want to have a liqueur used in this, Razzmatazz works very nicely. Um, you don't have to use liqueur. You can use even water to mix with your jam because that's what we do with this particular recipe. We take that jam and we're going to mix some more liquid with it. You're going to need whole milk, three and three-fourths cup of whole milk, so you might as well just buy a quart of it and then you'll have it, you know. You can use the extra fourth cup for your coffee and have treat yourself. You're going to need two to three quarts of berries. Strawberries, blueberries, red raspberries, and black raspberries are the combination that I use together. If something isn't available, then I'll get more. Say I can't get black raspberries, then I'll get more red raspberries. If I can't get blueberries, I'll get more strawberries, that sort of thing. Probably two to three quarts is a good amount. Uh, I would say like a quart of strawberries and then half quarts of the others or however that works out. And you're also going to want to get some whipping cream. You can just get the regular squirt in a can whipping cream. Please don't use Cool Whip. I don't know what that is. I've talked about that on another podcast. We no one knows what's rant. in. Yes, no one knows what's in Cool Whip. <laughs> 
probably made by the government. So, <laughs> there you go. Okay, for preparation, first, you're going to clean your berries. You're going to wash all of your berries or rinse them. And if um, I'm going to tell you how to wash berries because maybe you haven't done it before. You're going to take a clean bowl, about a four-quart bowl, and put some cold water in it. Drop your berries in, swirl them with your fingers, and then pick them out and set them on a paper towel. Uh, that's the best way to wash berries because it gives them a vigorous wash, but it doesn't let them soak up a lot of water. And then you're going to drain them on paper toweling. So um, wash your blueberries, red raspberries, black raspberries, drain them on paper toweling. Your strawberries, you're going to wash, you're going to remove the stems and leaves, and you're going to slice them all in half, okay? You can let them drain for a while before you slice them in half, but they're going to be sliced in half. Except for, reserve a few of the really pretty strawberries and a few of each of the other types of berries, maybe like a cup or two cups total of berries, to garnish the top of the trifle. That looks really nice when you do that. Okay, now your berries are done. You're going to set those aside. You're going to take your, your cake, whatever type it is, and slice it into half-inch thick slices. If it's an angel cake, it's a little tricky to do that because it, you know, you're going around a circle, but don't worry. I mean, it's all going to be mushed together in this dessert, so you don't have to be, you know, this isn't like uh, this old house where you're cutting exactly half-inch widths and we're not going to measure it with a sliding scale, so you're all right. Cut up all your cake, set that aside. Now you're going to take your jam, and you're going to take about a half a cup of jam, I don't know, two or three tablespoons of either orange juice or your liqueur, and you're going to mix that with the jam, and the jam will become rather liquidy. So then you're going to take that jam, and you're going to brush it onto one side of all of your pieces of cake with a pastry brush. I couldn't find my pastry pastry brush the last time I made this. So I actually used a spoon. I took a little spoon and put it on there and spread it around with the back of the spoon. So that's a good thing to do too. Okay, so now your cake is all prepped and you can set that on a cookie sheet. Each of your, like lay it out on a cookie sheet and then just brush it all on the one side. Now, your pudding. You're going to measure three and three-fourths cups whole milk and one-fourth cup of orange juice and mix that together and then mix your pudding into it. Stir that up. The pudding mix or yes. the made pudding? No, you're going to mix the pudding okay. mix into you gotta it. you got to be specific. Why? So the people will know. Why? They might get super liquidy pudding if they don't oh, know. Oh, that's true. Good point. You're going to mix your pudding mix into the three and three-fourths cup of milk and the one-fourth cup of orange juice. Mix that up really good and set it there, and now you're ready to go. Take your bowl, trifle or otherwise, and line the bottom and sides of it with cake. Once you have that in there, it does not have to be perfect, you're going to spread on the bottom an assortment of your berries. I have a question yes. real quick. Again, for the listeners at home, and because I don't know how to make trifle, you only put the jam on one side of the cake, right? Yes. Do you put the jam facing the glass or facing the inside? Facing the, the inside. Jam. Okay. I knew that was going to be your question as soon as I said it. Well, the jam will face the inside. Okay. Okay. We don't soak our cake in it. We just give it a little extra boost of flavor there. So you're going to line the bowl with your cake, jam side up, and sprinkle um, an assortment of berries in the bottom and cover those berries with some of the pudding. And I usually say about a quarter of the pudding. Then you're going to top that just across the bottom. You're going to put another layer of cake on there. Then you're going to put another assortment of berries and another bit of pudding on top, okay? 
Then you're going to do the same thing one more time. Cake, berries, pudding. And when you end at the top, you want to try to reserve enough pudding so you can cover the top fairly well. If your berries show a little bit, that's okay. All right, you're going to cover that top fairly well with the pudding. It usually works out that you get a decent cover on there. Then you're done. Your trifle is assembled. Pretty easy, huh? Now you've got your last little bit of berries there. You're going to decorate the top. I usually don't put whipped cream on my trifle because whipped cream can get funny. So I have it on the side when I serve it. A lot of people don't like whipped cream for whatever reason. So I always put it on the side. So what you do is you're going to take your berries and you can make a pattern if you want. You can however you want to. And just do the top of your trifle with berries. Your trifle is done. Cover it with plastic wrap and refrigerate until you're ready to eat it. It's nice when the flavors can blend together um, and it sits for a little while and it kind of melds, you know, it makes the flavors meld together and it, and it uh, adds to the deliciousness of the dessert. When you're going to serve it, what you can do is if you want to whip your own whipped cream, you can have it um, next to the dish with a spoon in it. Or you can, I have a whipped cream whipper, which is the most fantastic thing ever invented. You put whipped cream in it and you charge it with a CO2 cartridge and it, shh, it's amazing. I'm out of CO2 cartridges, so I do need to go to the kitchen shop and get some because it's about to be berry season. Um, also, like I said, the uh, little spray whipped creams work really well. And serve that together. And what you do is you scoop up a scoop of it and put it into a bowl and put some whipped cream on it. And voila, you're ready. You have a delicious dessert. So I hope you get a chance to try it. We really, uh, we really enjoy it. Like I said, it's, it's really nice for like a brunch dessert or a holiday dessert because you can make it the day before, cover it with plastic wrap, stick it in the fridge, and it's done. It's reasonably healthy. You can make this sugar-free. You can make this fat-free. If angel, free, angel food cakes are um, basically fat-free because they're like egg whites. So uh, you, if you use an angel food cake and you used skim milk to make your pudding, it would make the pudding a little bit thinner. But remember, the cake is going to suck up that moisture, so it all works out in the end. Um, and And you can make it a reasonably healthy dessert so it's like uh, a giant parfait it is it's, it's like a giant parfait it has layers i just wanted to say that layers some, of cakes layers of cakes and, cakes have and layers. fruit cakes have layers pudding has layers parfaits have layers parfaits have layers perfect <laughs> i hope you get a chance to try it especially during berry season i'm gonna have pictures of mine up on my facebook page along with the podcast so you can go on over there and take a look at it. Good luck, and uh, thanks for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.